You are listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we take a closer look at each session and prepare you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Drew Dixon. I'm the editor of Explore the Bible Students, and uh, this is where we train you, the leader, to be prepared for Sunday morning or for whenever you your group meets to teach students the Bible and point them to Jesus. So um, we're in session 11 of this quarter on Romans, and we're in Romans 12, 1 through 2, and 9 through 18, and the title is Follow Him. Our central truth is that those who have received God's mercy in Christ will follow his example of self-sacrificial love. So Paul has gone to great lengths to unpack the gospel and the mercy that is offered us in the gospel, how the gospel brings us right standing with God, how through the gospel God is reconciling the entire world to himself, how God is, through the gospel, healing what's broken in the world and restoring, and that begins with us, begins with human beings whom he calls to faith in Christ. Um, And so it's through Jesus that he brings this reconciliation, and it's those who trust in Jesus that receive this reconciliation. And so now, in Romans chapter 12, Paul is going to begin to turn to the subject of how do we live. It might feel like a shift, a tonal shift, Romans 12 kind of been following from what Paul said before, because he's He's not exactly unpacking the gospel anymore, but rather he's unpacking the implications of the gospel. If the gospel's true, and if it really is good news, then what does that mean for us? What does that mean for how we live day in and day out? And so what Paul's going to hammer on here is that um, the good news of Jesus isn't just this reality that secures our salvation. It's this reality that defines us and shapes us and forms us and, and really sends us out into the world to be agents of the kingdom of Jesus, to live for the kingdom, to live for his reconciliation and renewal project. We're a part of that reconciliation and renewal project. And so he begins in verse 1 of chapter 12 by saying, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, so he's saying, Remember God's mercy toward you. I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Um, When he says, deliver your bodies, saying your whole person, your whole self. is He's not dividing your physical body from your spiritual body or your soul. That's not the way the Bible envisions that. He's saying offer you, offer yourself to God as a spiritual sacrifice, um, holy and pleasing to God. In other words, he's saying give yourself over to the work of God, give yourself over to, to, to the things of God. Um, and he says, do not be conformed to the sage. So how do we give ourselves over to the things of God? Well, we say, I'm not just going to be like everybody else, right? I'm not just going to um, conform to the way this world thinks. But rather, I'm going to ask Christ to define me and define how I think and how I live. And he says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. So how do we know God's will? Well, we renew our minds. We we look to the Bible, we look to Christ's word, we look to the the good news about Jesus and say, God, help me to center my life around this good news. Help me to live like this good news is true. Help me to live like the gospel really is good news for me and for the world. Um, And so then Paul's going to spell out what that looks like. Um, And by the way, it's important to stop here and say the fact that Paul wrote this letter to Romans tells us that yeah, sometimes we as Christians can lose sight um, of being gospel-shaped people, of living in a way that, that honors Christ. That's why, we, they, that's why the church at Rome needed this reminder, but we need this reminder too. There's 
many ways in which our students are probably struggling to be conformed to the world. I mean, they're the first generation that's grown up their entire lives with access to social media and to the internet and smartphones and all these sorts of things where they're constantly being presented with a picture of what it looks like to live the good life, right? What does it look like to be successful and live live a good life? Well, for a lot of teenagers, it's um, attractiveness, you know, Instagram's all about looking a certain way or or on Facebook and, and different things of, of like um, living a certain lifestyle or thinking a certain way or all these things, you know, politics is a big deal in our culture these day. We, this day and age, we live in a very heavily contested political atmosphere where people are saying, you have to get on board with our political agenda. Um, and in response to all that, Paul would say, don't be conformed. Jesus has better things in mind for you. So he says in verse 9, let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil, cling to what is good, love one another deeply, brothers and sisters. Outdo one another in showing honor. So what does it look like to be gospel-shaped people? Well, we give up on self and we devote ourselves to the good of our brothers and sisters. We devote ourselves to the good of the people around us. Um, We share with those in need. We pursue hospitality. We bless those who persecute us. So he says we ought to do good to the people in our church. We ought to do good to our brothers and sisters in Christ. We ought to give ourselves to love and serve them. But he also says, by the way, even those who persecute you, so even those outside the church who think ill of you, who think you're not that great, who look down on you, Look for ways to love and serve them. Uh, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Um, Sometimes it's hard to be happy for those who are happy, right? Because we look at what they have and what they've accomplished or or the good things that are going on in their lives and go, hey, why not me, right? Um, Sometimes it's hard to mourn with those who mourn and weep with those who weep, right? Because we're not going through the difficulty. I don't want to subject myself to pain, but that's what Jesus did, right? He wept with Uh, Mary and Martha when Lazarus was found dead. Um, Even though he was going to go and raise Lazarus from the dead, he wept because he loves people and wants to share their pain. Um, All of these commands in Romans 12 are painting a picture of, of how the gospel should impact our lives. Again, this passage is about how the gospel shapes our living and thinking. It's not just a reality that secures our salvation. That's true but it's a message that shapes how we think and live. The gospel should shape our identity. The gospel should shape our action. Um, Challenge your students to think about how they can um, conform not to this world, but conform to Christ. How can they uh, refuse to just go the way of the world and instead um, renew their mind around the all supreme reality of the good news about Jesus? I'm praying for you as you do so. Hope you have a great week, and we'll see you again next week for Session 12. Thank you for listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we equip you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on ministrygrid.com.